Welcome, I'm Richard Prosh, and this is another edition of Six Gun Justice Conversations. These are occasional bonus downloads where my co-host, Paul Bishop, or I get to hang out around the virtual Six Gun Justice podcast campfire, spend some time talking with friends who work in the Western genre. With me for this edition of the Six Gun Justice podcast conversation are co-authors, Natalie Bright and Denise McAllister. Lovers of the West can be born in the most unlikely of places. For Denise McAllister, her start was in Miami, Florida, surrounded by beaches and the Everglades. Denise credits her love of horseback riding and 15 years of showing in Atlanta, Georgia, for her heartfelt connection to all things Western. Denise's faith is important to her, and she loves to write about characters' journeys as they navigate real-world challenges. Denise is a member of Western Writers of America, Women Writing the West, Northeast Georgia Writers, Booth Western Art Museum's Writers Guild. Natalie Bright writes stories that combine her passion for history of the American West and the unique people of the Texas Panhandle, where she calls home. She's a fifth-generation Texan and a fan of friendly people, a good story, Texas sunsets, and connecting with readers. She's published a series of cookbooks, young reader books, and a short story collection. Together, Natalie and Denise write the Wild Cow Ranch titles, a contemporary Christian romance series. Howdy, Natalie. Howdy, Denise. Howdy, Howdy, Rich. So, Denise, could you tell us about the Wild Cow Ranch series? Oh, boy, where to begin? Well, Natalie and I are very excited. We wrote together, well, all of them, but the first one, Maverick Heart. And I think Natalie can tell you a little bit about the meaning of that uh, name, Maverick, since she's the cattlewoman in this partnership. Things just went from there. Um, Then we came out with the second book, A Wild Cow Winter, just came out beginning of February. And we're looking forward to book number three, Follow a Wild Heart, which will come out early March. So we're very very excited. And it's been a, a great working partnership. Can you tell us about the cattle ranching aspects, Natalie? Yes. Maverick Heart is book one, and much like Samuel Maverick, the rancher who refused to brand his cows and then a long time ago claimed every Maverick path that was rounded up, our main character, Carly Jamison, doesn't really belong to anyone. And we had her living in Georgia, where Denise is from, and inheriting a Texas ranch. And we want to bring both of those settings to the story because as much as Westerns contain a setting, the place is just as important as the characters. And so it's been fun to contrast her life in the hills and woodlands and streams of Georgia. And then she she makes the courageous decision to move to the Texas Panhandle, where it's treeless, lots of wind, weather is an important topic around here where we live. And that's what we've tried to do. She doesn't really belong to anyone. She's searching for a family. She was abandoned as a baby. And that's been the fun part to see her find a family in a small town atmosphere with quirky characters and deeply flawed people. That the setting is a main part and the connection with the livestock and the wildlife. It's been fun to develop this character in the series. Natalie, does the character grow through the the three books? Does she advance in age? Do you get to see her as she grows? We have a short timetable for that, but we do have a character arc in each book where she learns a lesson. 
she learns to trust. There's a little spiritual aspect. There's a little romance where she learns to trust in a relationship. She learns to trust God that maybe she's where she's supposed to be. The romance does not carry the main plot line. The plot line is more like women's fiction where it's an emotional journey for Carly. And yes, every book, she will change and grow with each book, or that's our goal anyway. That's terrific. Um, Denise, how did the two of you start writing together? Oh, thanks for asking me that because I love to look back at our beginning and I love to tell the little short story. I guess it was in 2015, first time I'd ever been to the Western Writers of America convention in Lubbock, Texas. And one thing led to another, and that's where I met Natalie. And, you know, it's just so interesting to me how sometimes you don't realize when you meet someone for the first time what your friendship or relationship will evolve into. So anyway, we just kind of hit it off and we talked. And um, I guess when we each came home, we corresponded. And one thing led to another. I did invite Natalie to come speak at the Booth Western Art Museum in North Georgia. And she stayed at my house. And one thing led to another. And two writers, we got to talking. Natalie told me about this idea that she had. And a really interesting thing is in the back of my desk drawer, let's say, I had written somewhat of a similar premise for a story about a young woman like Carly. But anyway, uh, we just talked and we said, hey, let's write this together. And boy, just the ideas were just firing in our heads. And then we each, you know, she went back home to Texas. And from then on, we've been collaborating. So it's been very exciting, educational for me at times, um, and just a great friendship. Oh, that's so much fun. That really sounds like fun. And I assume it is fun for the two of you uh, to just get together and do that. Along those lines, Natalie, how do you work together? What's, what's the process of writing together? Because I'll admit, I've never really done that. This has been, yes, it has been a fun journey, but it has been an, a frustrating journey as well because you have two creative minds. <laughs> and I have to remember the story in Denise's head is not always the story in my head. And we use Dropbox. We share files. We Our process is ever-evolving. For the first book, we sent chapters back and forth, texted, had long phone conversations, edited each chapter as we went. And then for books two and three, I took the lead on book two. Denise wrote the rough draft on book three. And we just went like that. It's I don't know that we've got our process down, but it has been fun. It's fun to see what Denise comes up with because she she throws in a puppy one time in a scene and I'm, what can I do with this puppy? It just totally threw me for a leap, but that's the fun thing. And then towards the end, when we reach the final editing process, it's like I didn't write it. It's like I'm reading the story. I don't remember reading, writing what parts it's just just been interesting. I just wanted to jump in, sorry, and just say that I think Natalie is exactly right because, you know, that it's a weird thing when we do read our work later and we honestly will look at it and like, and we'll ask each other, did you write this? Did I write this? And <laughs> so that that's a good thing in a way because we want it to sound like one author. So it's oh, been exactly. fun. 
Yes, exactly. I can see that. And I, I'm surprised, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but technology has really helped you to kind of bridge that gap and, and work very closely together. It's almost like you're in the same room. Yes, for sure. And I have hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of emails and texts from Natalie. I look at my phone and it's like, Natalie Bright, Natalie Bright. <laughs> so it's a good thing. It's great. Denise, how it's is evolving? Yeah, well, and I, I imagine it does. It's uh, you'll you probably do get better. I think one of you just said that as it goes, you learn more about each other and then you learn more about the process too. So I could see that. Denise, how is a Christian romance different than a regular romance? Because as a guy, I haven't read a lot of uh, romance and I haven't read a lot of Christian romance. So I've watched a lot of uh, Hallmark movies with my wife. That's my extent. So could you kind of mm-hmm. clarify that, how these books fit on the fit on the shelf? Well, I think there's a, a lot of romance out there, which is great. You know, there's a specific genre for that. Um, we didn't want ours to be, I guess you'd say formulaic. We, You know, you can look at some romance and they're almost like syrupy sweet and you know, they're predictable. You know how they're going to end and boy meets girl and this and that. And then there's some tension, then they get together, then they have a fight. You know, it's just the, kind of the same thing over and over again. I'm not saying all romances like that, but we, with the Christian element, we wanted there to be, you know, values, not lots of sex scenes, so to speak, and um, not lots of violence at all. But but yet we wanted it to be real world. And I think Natalie will sure, certainly agree with me on that, that, that we wanted the, the characters to be like real people. You know, it's a little bit of a balance with the Christian theme. We also didn't want to be preaching at people. We, you know, we don't want too heavy in one direction or the other. We don't want so much romance. And like Natalie said, we want this to really be like women's fiction. You know, it's all about Carly's journey. And it it really doesn't depend on whether she ends up with the man, so to speak. But we're in romance novels, that is the ultimate goal. I'm sure Natalie can add to that. That's a good explanation. You won't find the grittiness of like a murder adventure story or problem solving book, but you'll find that people are flawed and people have problems that they have to deal with. And hopefully we threw in some some plot twists and surprises for readers, things they don't see coming. You'll find that there is a connection to livestock and the wildlife and certainly the Christian values overrule, but not every character is a Christian, just like real life. We have a community of people that come together, work together, but they're of different walks in life. They have different problems to deal with. And that's been fun is forming that community and throwing some twists in there. So we hope readers really like that. Natalie, you've written uh, a lot of things from cookbooks to young reader books and now a Christian romance series with Denise. What's your favorite to write or do you have a favorite? That is an excellent question. I Actually, whatever I'm working on at the time is my favorite. Whatever wakes me up at night and is burning a hole in my gut, that's what I have to go with. As writers, we hear a lot of time, pick one genre or pick something that you become proficient at and study that. My brain has never worked like that. My problem is I can't say no. I always say yes to every project that comes along. And it's been exciting. It's been fun. Children's books are extremely difficult to write. They're extremely difficult to sell because your customer is the grandparent or the parent, not the reader. 
but I I enjoyed speaking to to children in classrooms and that's been fun. Of course, that's all shut down the last couple of years. And then the cookbook that's coming up in May is a chuck wagon cookbook. That was really an intense job of uh, over a year and a half of research, authentic chuck wagon recipes, interviewing cooks, going to chuck wagon cookouts. And that was fun at the time. And now I'm on to something new, as usually I get bored with one thing and have to find something else. I think some that's some of the best advice that I ever had as a writer is to just write what you love, right? That's exactly true. Denise, you've worked a lot with horses, and I know that's something that I have to struggle with sometimes is to, I want to talk about the horse, I have to talk about the anatomy of a horse, the withers or the hooves or whatever, and that's something that you bring to Western writing, your familiarity with that. How do your past experiences inspire you? Oh, well, thanks for asking that, Rich. Um, I hope that my experience with horses is valuable to the projects that Natalie and I work on. You know, it's funny, I was thinking back and preparing for this podcast. And to tell you the truth, I almost, you know, if I were to be completely honest, I feel like I'm a suburban cowgirl. I can't really (laughs) claim like a lot of people who grew up or were almost born on the back of a horse. I can't claim that. And I was even thinking back when I was about 15 years old, I grew up in Miami and with the church group, we rented horses. I didn't know too much about them. My horse went into a canal because it was 90 some degree weather and I didn't know what to do. And so a friend of mine said, pull the rein to the right, get him out of that canal. And the horse, he looked, turned around and looked at me with big, I guess, yellowish teeth or whatever they were and went to bite at my little white sneaker. So <laughs> I was, I was a suburban cowgirl and it freaked me out. And I thought, I'm not touching this horse. He could do whatever he wants to do. Luckily, someone came and rescued us. But And then it was years later. I just always had a passion for them. A little bit later in life, I did get into showing maybe 15, almost 20 years around Atlanta. It was the happiest, most fulfilling time of my life, I can say. I'm not involved with them too, too much right now, but I just watch things on TV or movies. And it, it just kind of, I want to say almost breaks my heart. It's the one scene that I can cry about when I see the horses. So anyway, I love what Natalie and I are doing with these books and that we can talk about Carly's love for her horse. I, I feel like I can put a lot of myself into the Carly character because she's been in the show ring and now she's out in Texas. So who knows? I, I've got to go visit Natalie out at her Texas ranch. Natalie, one question that I've thought about as we've talked here is what kind of background do you have as far as writing or reading Westerns as a kid growing up? Did you read a lot of Westerns? Did you watch Western movies, uh, Texas movies? Oh, yes, absolutely. I was obsessed with the Santa Fe Trail as a young girl and a family reunion. We visited Cynthia Parker, the Fort Parker, Cynthia Ann Parker's story and her life story. I just became obsessed with that and the Comanches. And then, of course, every Western movie, John Wayne was always playing on our TV. And and interestingly enough, my sons enjoy Westerns, a new generation that's coming up. So that's it's always been a part of my life. My, I have an uncle who collects Texas history books and first edition, anything about Texas. He has an extensive library. I think it's just always been a part of our life around here. And, you know, people are still obsessed with that. How about you, Denise? How did a suburbanite from Florida join the Western <laughs> Writers of America? 
<laughs> well, I can remember back to my childhood and with my brother, we used to watch all the Saturday morning well, cartoons, but then also the Westerns. So I, I just, we just watched tons of Westerns growing up. I won't say my um, age group or generation, but, <laughs> but you know, all those were on Bonanza and Wagon Train. And I just loved every single one of them. Interestingly enough, when I was playing Cowboys and Indians with my brother, you know, we got along so famously. But you know what? One time we were running around the house in different directions and I got the drop on him and I pulled out my little six shooter and I plugged him. And ever since then, he's like, I don't want to play with this girl. And he went he went off and played with the guy friends. And I was always kind of sad about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a, a great childhood and I guess that maybe instilled the love of Westerns in me and horses. Now that the Wild Cow Ranch series is is wrapping up, or the first the first few books anyway are wrapping up, what's next from each of you? Will you write together again? Natalie, you mentioned that you have a cookbook coming up soon. What's up and coming in 2021? 2021 does have a cookbook in May of this year. Hopefully I'll be doing some programs about the food on the cattle trail and the cattle trailing industry. I'm hoping museums will open up book clubs. I already have one talk scheduled for May, and I will be pursuing that, hopefully get the word out about the West. And interestingly, in my research, I discovered that cowboys do the same thing the same way that they did 100 years ago. A lot of the things that we do now were started back then by Charles Goodnight, like feeding our cowboys. And then, yes, absolutely, we're working on a short story now for the Wild Cow Ranch. We've taken one of our main characters, a male protagonist, and we're writing a short story in his point of view when he first meets Carly. And we'll hope to give readers another perspective, and we hope to offer that free to readers and hopefully develop that and see where it takes us. It's been a fun journey. What are you working on, Denise? Well, I'm actually continuing to write about Carly. You know, we still have a vision for more stories from her and developing some of the other characters. There's suddenly all these characters came out of the woodwork and and I guess they just want to have their story heard as well. So working on that, I still do editing on the side. I've worked on a couple of gentlemen's novels. I I just wrapped up two of them. And so that's part of my daily routine as well. You know what I've discovered though, with my editing, um, and maybe it's the kind of brain that I have. I love it when I can get submerged in the novels that Natalie and I are working on. And when I get out of that mode and then, so then I, I go into somebody else's novel and I get completely submerged in theirs. So I really have to balance it. You know, sometimes I'll do it like editing for two days and then I'll stop it and I'll get into the, into the writing of the novels. But anyway, it's a balance. Got lots of things on the back burner. So we're always working. Along those lines, can you share with us your website URL or how we can find you on social media? Uh, I'm sure there's lots of people who would love to uh, find an editor. Oh gosh, thank you. Well, mine is uh, just McAllisterEditing.com. You know, again, now that I'm getting more into writing my own books, I, I might revamp that a little bit, but it's it's got everything, editing and my own books. And you are on Facebook. Yes, I should have said that. Yeah, I meant to say actually a good way to reach me is either Facebook or also with Amazon through the Amazon Author Central. So those are all good ways. Do you have a website, Natalie? Yes, I do. It's www.nataliebright.com. 
We're also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find me everywhere, Twitter. And one thing we've done is set up boards on Pinterest.com. If any of the readers out there spend a lot of time on Pinterest, we have inspirational boards for each of our books. You can go in and look at some of the pictures from my ranch and uh, characters, settings, clothing. It's just been a fun inspirational process, getting ideas to bring these stories to life. Oh, that's really fun and unique. So yes, I'll be sure that uh, if you're interested in the books, please do go to Pinterest and see that because that's a, a unique thing that Natalie and Denise have set up. I need to wrap up our conversation. So I'll do so by thanking you both. It's been a splendid conversation. I've enjoyed learning uh, more about your writing and I'll check out these books. I'm sure that I and my wife will both enjoy taking a look at the Wild Cow Ranch. Thank you, Rich. I'd like to also give credit to CKN and Wolfpack Publishing for this amazing opportunity that we've had to bring these characters to life and uh, write a series that we hope readers will enjoy. It's a little bit different. Yes, for sure. And definitely a shout out to CKN and Lauren Bridges has been so helpful to us. And thank you, Rich, uh, for having us here today. And we've been so excited to speak with you. And thanks to you for listening. Paul and I appreciate your support of our Six Gun Justice podcast and hope you continue to enjoy each and every episode. As always, a hearty thank you to our sponsors, Wolfpack Publishing, author Chris Enns, and the Western Writers of America for making this podcast possible. Be sure to check our website, www.sixgunjustice.com, for links to previous podcast episodes, speed listens, and prior conversations, along with reviews, interviews, and articles from the Western genre. Till next time, keep the sun at your back and a good horse at hand. Let's ride.